comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. What's up, Jordan Wiegand? How you doing? Doing well. Today was a great day at work as our pre- pre-conversation alluded to um so we are um, look i'm looking forward to the rest of the week i took friday off gonna see the batman twice this weekend so we're going to have a good time we had the first weekend of mls action took place this weekend so i i'm feeling pretty good I'm feeling pretty good. Sounds like your cat's feeling pretty good over there as well. She had a good weekend, yeah. A couple of her teams that she really likes to support really did well. The Lions did well. Um, and the Loons, you know, they drew. So nothing too too shabby for the cat that's trying to chase out the bird to kill it. So. Well, at least some sort of Lions fans can say they had a good weekend. Uh, <laughs> a good Sunday, at least. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're here. We're going to be talking some opening weekend which had, uh, let's say, a few teams feeling like this. It's over. We are screwed. <laughs> yeah, a couple teams. Uh, those teams being uh, Vancouver, Colorado, Cincinnati, Charlotte. <laughs> Not feeling super great this weekend. So we'll, we'll talk about their prospects. Logan, if we're going to overreact... Mm-hmm. about the results here and the standings and all that fun stuff. What would be your biggest overreaction right now? What team is screwed per Michael Scott? Uh, Cincinnati. That's easy. Um, this looked like uh, this looks like uh, a team that was completely unaware of what was happening uh, on that day. I didn't know if they showed up and decided they were going to try to play another sport. Their defense looked awful. And I, and I, you know, we kind of previewed that, right? We talked about this, how, how much trouble that defense could be. And I know Brian was a little higher on the fact that they did have a good center back pairing. But between, you know, the, the goals they've given up and just kind of the lack of a midfield. I mean, it, it, this is the time, I think, where you're looking at it as a Cincinnati fan and going, this is deja vu all over again. This is this is happening to us again. And I think that, you know, I, I think that their uh, chances to win Wooden Spoon are alive and well, Jordan. I'm going to. I'm just going to start banking on the fact that they they might be the worst team uh, so far and not looking much better. Look, it's not great, right? 
But I will say, I predicted them not to win the wooden spoon, just like last year. I'm going to keep doing it until they don't do it. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I want to have some faith. I don't want to be the same uh, pundits that are always like, well, Cincinnati, you're going to be bottom of the East again. Like, I, I don't want to put Cincinnati fans through that. So I'm going to be the one of optimism. I still think they can turn it around. Now, where I'm a little disappointed, right, is that it was an Austin team that wasn't very good last year. Um, that you're like, ooh, like maybe this 5 nothing hits differently if it is a Seattle or something. But since it's Austin and we don't know, is this was this a good performance? Is Austin finally arrived on the MLS stage or was it more of a no this is just a really bad Cincinnati you know or is it Austin still bad and Cincinnati is very bad too like we won't really know right now so this first week is is kind of where we can kind of be like no Austin's back they are well they're fully here now because they never were here uh and they're gonna be great but then we can also look at it and say well Cincinnati also is just really bad and you know, five goals, five given up. I mean, it was Cincinnati was so bad. Cecilio Dominguez scored two goals uh, against them, right? Like, uh, it, it just. Uh, I guess we'll see how it goes uh, from from here onward. But uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, the career uh, stats here from last year, he had seven goals. He's already at two for Dominguez. So, I mean, not not great if you're Austin. I mean, if you're Cincinnati, great if you're Austin, by the way. So we'll see, you know, is this uh, – and that's two goals in 65 minutes. He had seven in 2,386 minutes last year. So – I don't know. Uh, Cecilio Dominguez, is he is he adjusted to the league? Is he actually going to score goals this year? Maybe. Or maybe it's just a really bad uh, Cincinnati team. I guess we'll, we'll see as it plays out. Another thing you have to look at, though, too, is just the West is really good at times, and this might have just been the West beating the East here, like a bad West team beating an even worse East team. Because I, I feel like a common thread this weekend uh, was the well. Let's see how many games did we have East versus West. So Portland and New England drew. San Jose lost to an Eastern team. Atlanta beat a Western team. L.A. beat a New York team. Columbus beat a Vancouver team. I mean, actually, the East is coming out really ahead here to start off. <laughs> The season, and actually, when you look at the last two MLS Cups, it's been Eastern Conference teams winning against the tough Cascadia teams. So, I don't know. I think sometimes we overblow how how good the West is when you can look at uh, the last few winners and see not just MLS Cup winners, but the su- last two Supporter Shield winners were, were in the Eastern Conference. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Austin Cincinnati. I guess is you know it's not going to sound too surprising. It's a we'll see, which we'll have a lot of those kick off this show, I feel like. Austin looked good, though. I mean, it that as much as like it's we'll see. I mean, you're playing a, a not so good in Cincinnati or not so good team in Cincinnati, but I thought, I mean, I, I did start to think that their attack started to look a lot better last season. Uh, I think it was just a matter of can they 
consistently score goals and to start out the season with five, I mean, that's going to be a huge boost in confidence. Like you said, Cecilio Dominguez with two goals after pretty much capping it right around seven goals, whenever he's been playing. So it's, you know, it, it, that's an important uh, step, I think, for Austin. And I think it was really important to see them win a game at home. They, they oftentimes struggled at home last year and fans were ready to, you know, to burn the place down. I, I think this year they're starting off on a high. And I think that, you know, I, I do think that with Josh Wolf, I, I think you're going to get a second season that's going to be at least better than it was last season. And, you know, I, I think that's a good start because it was, we'll get talking about some of these other Western teams as I was watching them. You do kind of see some of the more, uh, glaring issues that I think some of these other teams are going to have this year. All right, so let's kind of go in order here now as we went from our overreactions for the week here. I guess my overreaction would be, uh, geez, I think my overreaction would be right now is that the MLS Cup winner is going to come from the East again. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, just so many good Eastern Conference teams that – put on some really good results here. The fact that new England held on against Portland um, is great. I mean, I guess they, they had a lead there, so they probably would have liked to have won that one. You have a former Eastern conference team, Nashville who beat Seattle, right? I mean, really Nashville, Nashville's whole team is still what I would consider an Eastern conference team because they were just in the Eastern conference last year. Um, So their makeup is still, you know, a strong Eastern Conference team. Columbus Crew beating Vancouver 4-0. Crew missed the playoffs last year. Vancouver slipped in. And Philadelphia Union uh, drawing against Minnesota. Like, you had a lot. I didn't even mention that one as one of the <laughs> East-West matchups. Oops. Um, Atlanta, too. Atlanta smashing. Atlanta smashing KC. SKC, who I didn't yeah. have many worries about, but other people did, and maybe those are founded. I don't know. I feel like maybe this is the decade of the East right now. Maybe that's what this is. Um, and if so, then that means my MLS Cup winner is feeling pretty good. Where's the picture of it? There it is. Philadelphia. You know what was funny? I just saw where it says Philip Anschutz trophy, and I thought for sure you put Philadelphia on there. I was like, man, he even edited Philadelphia. <laughs> Start reading <laughs> Philip. And I was like, man, he even put Philadelphia on there? What a pro. Yeah. But no, uh, you did no, not do that. I don't have foresight for that. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go ahead and order here. So we had the Union versus Minnesota at Subaru Park. I almost said PPL Park. That's a long time ago now. Uh, Robin Laud scoring 23 minutes in um, and uh, making that a... Uh, yeah, 23 minutes in. Sorry, this is the way I'm readjusting to the MLS site for scorelines. Uh, 23 minutes in, Fragapane with the assist, and then Corey Burke 12 minutes later. Didn't feel like 12 minutes later. Felt like a lot longer than that. Uh, assisted by Glesnes. And uh, finishes 1-1. I saw some Union fans complaining about this. I think both teams should actually be happy with the 1-1 draw. Minnesota, because they made the trek out there. Union, I feel like this is not their final form. This is not their final team. They didn't have their new, you know, uh, striker, Ure. Ure, right? Uh, that's how I thought I heard them chanting it there. So, yeah, Ure. Ure uh, was not there. He's going to start training today, apparently. So, I don't know. And I felt like that 
you know, it's just first game of the year, just whatever. I feel like 1-1's fine. I'm not too worried about it. I feel like both teams would be pleased with that. You start off with a point and can kind of build towards a, uh, you know, better better results uh, throughout the course of the year. What stood out to you, Logan, in the Union and Minnesota? Um. I mean, Emmanuel Reynoso uh, is playing at an unbelievable level. Um, you know, barring any kind of distractions that he has going on currently off the pitch, um, and I'm still I'm still interested to see if MLS comes down with any kind of ramifications. He was not. He, he did. I guess he did plead not guilty, and they let him off the char- off the charges for now. But, I guess that's all you can really do, right? Right. So it'll be interesting to kind of follow that situation, see if that kind of impacts him on the field. But he looked really sharp. Um, I do think with with Minnesota again. I think there's going to be an issue with them. And Jordan, you and I were texting back and forth. They really do have a hard time finishing. I mean, it it, it was apparent in this goal, you know. And I think you can kind of see some things in week one that you're going to be like, okay, that's what this team's going to struggle with to start. And I think this is where you know we we start to look at what does Minnesota United have that's going to come in and score some goals. Um, and I'm not, I don't know. I, I think Amaria played well, but not like he, he's not. Like, it doesn't seem like he's going to be the prolific finisher that they really need. And I think that's what's going to kind of hinder them. We talked about at the beginning of the year. And then on the flip side, I, I thought that you know Philadelphia was only missing a finisher, and I think that finisher is coming. Um, and I think that's that's where you know really what's really stood out to me. I thought Philadelphia looked like they were in control and had some chances to win the game, especially late. Um, but again, these are midseason or these are. This is mid-form for a lot of these guys just starting the season. I mean, this is 70%. <laughs> it's really tough to kind of, you know, call on guys that – I thought Mbizo played horribly, but that's not typical of him just because I think of how good he was last year. Um, but, again, I, I think if you're looking at it, the only person that wasn't in mid-season form it seemed was to be uh, El Brujo, and I thought he was flying all over the pitch. I mean, his pass completions – phenomenal he's you know the i think he's the core of that defense and that middle you know mid defense so i don't know I, I think you're right one point here seems to be the result both of them deserved yeah amaria you know let's let's talk about it I, I was texting you and uh my my thought on it is he had some opportunities where he'd get the ball mm-hmm in the box and then he like passes it laterally to another player and then nobody was there. And then the union just kind of picked it up and went. And it's like, it, sometimes it seemed like he didn't want to shoot or wouldn't shoot well enough. I mean, look, I, he had seven games last year, started five, scored two goals in 425 minutes. He's played 84 minutes this year with no goals. He had three shots, two on target. So I guess that's something. I don't know. Uh, to me, he was kind of not doing much for me if I, if I was a fan of Minnesota. Um, sometimes you just need a player that goes in there and take a shot. And you heard it quite a few times when <laughs> when Glesnes would get the ball like midfield <laughs> and they're yelling, shoot. Yeah. Um, which he should. He should. He honestly should. At this point, there's times, but there were times around the box where I'm just like, if he shoots this, and it goes in, they've got to come up with plays just to get him involved to be able. Yes, to shoot yeah. Those. Change positions. He's no longer a defender. <laughs> He's so. a midfielder. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of my thought on it. I, I feel like you got to get more from him. 
we'll see. I mean, he only had a few games last year, but his stats overall have not been impressive, I don't think. Um, you need more from him. Uh, and that's kind of been Minnesota's mantra for all their strikers. Need, need more from them, right? It wasn't uh, – they, like, never really had – that I can remember off the top of my head a really prolific goal scorer that uh, was scoring left and right for them. Uh, so next up was uh, Columbus and Vancouver. In between in between this game, uh, the Union game and that game, I was getting the LAFC game ready on uh, Univision and uh, watched some <laughs> watched some Spanish uh, sitcom that I was like really lost in. I was like, I don't understand what's <laughs> going on here. And I had to start, I started trying to Google and find out the synopsis for this while I'm, you know, waiting. And I couldn't find what episode it was. And I'm like, man, what was, what is that show? Um, couldn't really figure it out. But I mean, I know what the show is. I can look it up. But I didn't know what episode it was. And couldn't follow the plot because I don't speak Spanish. And, uh, you know, while that was going on, then I had on my phone the Columbus Crew Vancouver white caps game which you know uh barry scoring eight minutes in what a cracker of a shot i'm just kidding uh kind of got lucky there um and then we have ntn in the 25th minute diaz in the 84th zellerion in the 87th and nerwinski for the white caps end up getting a red card and uh that was all she wrote here we were not high on Vancouver. What are your what are your thoughts here on Vancouver and uh, is Colorado? I'm not Colorado. Uh, Columbus back. I mean, I think the biggest thing with Vancouver, like we talked about, they just didn't add. You you any... had them out of the playoffs yeah. too. Yeah, that's looking a little suspect now. Okay, first of all, they, they're playing one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but now, I mean, Vancouver did look like one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, they, they really did have a – they had a lot of trouble creating. Brian White didn't play because of injury, so he wasn't out there. And when you're down him and then uh, Catalini doesn't really do much, then I think that's where you kind of run into these issues. I think you run into issues of guys getting chances in front of goal and scoring. Uh, they had zero shots on target, seven shots in total, uh, which, you know, that can't happen. I know it was a way in visiting the crew is not easy, but it's also – kind of concerning if you're looking at it as far as a Vancouver standpoint. Again, they didn't have any pieces. And I'm not sure Dybert Caicedo is, you know, a top player in this league. I think there's a lot of room to grow. But when when they brought him over as a DP, he's still a young kid. He's still trying to figure this out. And I think, you know, you kind of see, you know, remnants of the, of you know, the struggles that they did maybe have some last year. I think that there's specific times where they just go into these funks where they can't score. And if Brian White's not going to score, or not going to be out there. This is a lower level team. I mean, if he if he's not providing the goals, this is not this is not a good team. And I think you, you kind of see that their defense looked awful, looked totally lost trying to defend pretty much everything that the crew had going for them. Flip it around, um, yeah. I mean, the crew looked good. Pedro Santos looked really good. I had doubted him in the preseason previews. I know um, that's kind of why I had them low. They just really didn't have anything else besides Zellerion. But I think that ATN played really well. I think Miguel Barry's going to surplant. Josh Sardis uh, or Jazzy Sardis. I, I think that when you look at Barry, I called him Josh, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Jazzy. Sardis. Yeah. Is, that, is that his brother? Josh or is that... Sargent. It's Josh Sargent and Jazzy. Jazzy. 
like combining as a striker because yes. I think they're not good enough as you know their own, so they have to combine them. <laughs> but again, I, I think it's it is worrisome for the United States. However, if Greg wants to go and recruit Miguel Barry, who's got dual national, um, I think he's Spain and uh, United States. I think he could he could really help. But he looked freaking good. I mean, the, the kid looked really impressive in front of Zellerion. Zellerion played pretty well. Nagmi played pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really impressed with the way that the crew came out and kind of those expectations that they didn't have, you know, they didn't live up to last year. I think they're finally starting to see some teams um, or starting to see their way uh, to kind of those expectations that they had last year. I didn't know if I was on mute or not. So uh, I was trying to do something. Um, okay. Yeah. Stats wise, you know, like uh, 22 shots to seven. For the oh, it was crazy. It was bad. It was like they were just running up and down the pitch. Hey, how, how many shots on goal for Vancouver? Do you know? Do you have it in front of you? Zero. Yep. Zero out of their seven. Yeah. Not great. No. Didn't have to make any saves. That's good. Clean sheet. Healy room. Yeah, and some of their big players didn't even play. Aiden Morris came in late. That was good to see him. So, all looking up from here, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, possession really was just edged out, fifty-six to forty-three. But yeah, really, the shots and the and the shots on uh, target are are really the the thing that really kind of sells this as a uh, oops for. Uh, for Vancouver. Okay. Uh, and a pretty dominant win for the crew at home in their new stadium. Vancouver need a new keeper too. <laughs> kind yeah. Of got rid of there. So that's another big concern for me. Yeah. that That's a little worrying and I guess we'll see how it goes throughout the course of the year, but uh, not, not somebody that I'm really not a team that I'm really high on or, or, thinking, oh, they got this going into the rest of the year. As much as that might be an overreaction, you know, there's always these teams that end up doing better than we would think or, you know, maybe had a rough start to the season. But just, I don't know, this is is really rough here. I mean, that's, you know, if it wasn't for Cincinnati, that's the highest score line. So... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. We had a few games this week that were just absolutely shockers. Um, the next one. <laughs> yeah. The next one. LAFC 3 0 over the playoff Colorado Rapids, uh, Western Conference champs. When you look at the standings last year. And we were not high on the Rapids. Uh, if we look at the West here, I had them eighth. Logan had them seventh. And I and I think part of it is, you know, this is they lost a lot of players. They didn't really replace them. And now you're like, okay, well, how good? Again, it's just question marks of okay, well, how good is? How good is LAFC? Is it that they're fully back? Vela looks fully back, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. But and then I saw people were like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely going to win MVP." And I'm still hesitant for that because we and why I didn't pick him. We just don't know contract wise. He's his contract's up in June. If they do not somehow get that sorted out, 
then maybe this team just plummets. But they looked pretty darn good going yesterday. And, you know, I had them third. Logan wasn't as high on them. He had them fifth. I think a lot of people weren't really high on them. But first game, 3-0 against a playoff. Oh, actually, let's just say it. The Western Conference winner, you know, not playoff, not like playoff-wise, but like was first place in the West last year. And, um, you know, Kellen Acosta wins a penalty against his former side in his debut for his new team. Pretty legendary. But then Vela is going to bury that one. He's going to score two more and have a hat trick and, Watch out. Watch out because their jerseys are awful, but also because LAFC might just fully be back. And, uh, you know, maybe the Trundolo haters will uh, be quiet for just a little bit here. Yeah, it was um, not particularly high on the signing. Um, and again, I, I think it'd be interesting just to see how he kind of adapts to the league. If once he gets in there and he's playing teams that are really good, you know, like Portland or one that's well coached, like Seattle, um, Nashville, um, can he kind of stack up tactically to some of the bigger coaches in this league? And you know, Robin Frazier's a good coach, but I think that the part of the issue with the Rapids is going to be scoring. Uh, and they, they kind of had an issue last year where they had droughts of scoring. Cole Bassett's gone, um, and then you're going to have to look at like guys like Andre Shinyashiki. They had Jonathan Lewis in the nine, Jordan, and we know how that's worked um, with U.S. men's national team, the youth team. Um, Jonathan Lewis is is uh, a decent player, but I'm not sure he's going to score you a lot of goals. Mark Anthony Kay was on the wing, um, which is kind of odd. I didn't think he played that position very much. Um, I thought he was always more of him. You know, I always think of him more as a midfielder, but he was coming in off that right wing. And, and you know, I think that there's guys playing out of position. They kind of collectively collected players that just play in the same spots. Um Jack Price is really good. Um, Max has looked really good. He looked really good in CCL, um, which is their new signing, which uh, I think will play a key part. But again, they 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 like a lot of other teams just don't have that scoring option. Like you don't have you need a guy that's going to get you twelve to fifteen. They don't have that on this roster, at least when you're looking at it from from this point. Um, but yeah, I think defense is going to be a strong suit for them, even though you know Vela scored three. I thought, you know, in, in CCL, that was kind of still their their rock was just that defensive midfield. And then, um, you know, you guys got Brian Acosta, you've got Jack Price, you've got a good center back pairing or, or three in the back um, where you have Keegan Rosenberry, um, Austin Trusty, and Danny Wilson. So I don't know. Uh, Abubakar plays back there as well. Um, sorry, not, uh, not, I think Danny. Yeah, Danny plays. Who's on their wing then? Oh, Keegan. So, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. Vela's back, Jordan. Um, but everything I keep hearing out of the camp is that the reason the contract hasn't been done is because they, there seems to be a mutual interest in moving on from the Mexican player. So it seems to be interesting that he hasn't. I would think LAFC would be the first one to say, how much money? How many years? What do you want? Because that's not happened, I'm starting to think that he's got his, you know, his sights set on a bigger move over to one of these bigger clubs. I know Arsenal's been well, there, so. What you just said bothers me, though. What you just said there of a mutual want of moving on. Uh, after this performance, it should not be mutual. It should be you're trying your best <laughs> to get him, and yeah. he decides to leave. Then it's fine. But if if it comes out that they're just kind of like. 
Ah, we just kind of let them walk. I don't yeah. know how an LAFC fan would handle that because what did they just say to Trundolo in the preseason at, at a meeting, right? We expect right. MLS Cup. You're not going to win that without Carlos Vela. You couldn't win it with him recently. So it it's it's tough. Um, there should be no mutual about it. It should be, like you said, it should be how many Brinks trucks do I have to bring to your house <laughs> to keep you here is what it should be. How much be. crypto do you need? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How <laughs> many, uh, yeah. How many, how many NFTs of ugly looking apes do we need to send you <laughs> to keep you here that look like they're decaying? How many of those will it take to keep you? They're going to be worth something someday. That's what I keep hearing. Uh, 50, 50.1 yeah, possession. 50.1% per, possession of 49.9 for the Rapids. 15 shots to seven, though. Mm-hmm. Seven shots on goal to one. And uh, there you go. The three goals come in from Carlos Vela. Vela, who, by the way, had an XG of 1.71. So there you go, overperforming that XG. Well, that third goal was insane. It was like he was playing pickup soccer against like my high schoolers that are 16. Like <laughs> he cuts across the midfield and he just nonchalantly puts it left footed into the back corner of the net and then looks down the keeper, Yarborough, like, what, do you expect me to pass? <laughs> it was great. All right, Logan, I have a question for you. You don't yeah. have the stats open, do you? I had no, I can't see him right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I want you to tell me the highest XG on the Rapids and who had it. I'm gonna go 0. 0.10, and I'm gonna say it was Jack Price. You're close, not on the player. It was uh, Estevez. Okay. Point one four. Point one four XG. And that's their that's that's their left wing back. <laughs> the other XGs were 0. 0.06, 0. 0.07, 0. 0.05. Shinoshiki with 0. 0.05, Rubio with 0. 0.07. They couldn't so. score against Comunicaciones. I mean that that ultimately was it Comunicaciones? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember which yeah. team. Can even score which... the penalties against them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> as sad as that sounds. Big concerns. Big big concerns in Colorado for scoring. Okay, let's let's go to Dallas and Toronto. Uh, O'Brien, nine minutes in for Dallas, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, that's what we got him for, right?" Assists, yeah. both Paul Ariola and Pomichol. I don't know how they're figuring that out, uh, but uh, also I love the description of the yellow card for other reason. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a foul. O'Brien, another reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On I think the he took guy. a shirt off, or like he, he in the forty-fifth plus two after like twenty minutes, uh, thirty minutes after scoring a goal, he's like maybe yes. he punched somebody. I have no idea. Like I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I, I think because at the half I switched it over because I forgot who was just starting after them. I kind of flipped the game. Probably over. Austin. It was no. Probably it Austin was uh, it was uh, Charlotte, I believe. Mm. Uh, anyway, Osorio scored in the forty-fifth minute, right before that yellow card. Uh, with assists from Jimenez and Schaffelberg to give uh, Toronto a point on the road in Toyota Stadium. So Bob Bradley O'Brien starts took out. his shirt off for Jonathan scoring. That's what it was. He yeah, was he's like, like, great yeah. job, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love those Canadians. <laughs> man, 
uh, yeah, so that so that ends up being a one-one draw. Good good road point for Bob uh, to start off here. I think a game Toronto would have probably struggled in last year. Um, yeah, especially with the new additions. Ariola looked great, and Pomical looked great. I just hope mm. Pomical stays healthy because I do think he's easily one of the better young midfielders that the U.S. could have, but he's just never healthy. That's, that's most of the U.S. player pool at this point. Right. I, I feel think, like uh, just never see, healthy. Did you see Zach Steffen got hurt too? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. He's not traveling to Petersburg. So I think Scott Carson's actually going to get a start in FA Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not much to talk about with Dallas, Toronto. Austin, Cincinnati, we talked about a bit. Let me just read these uh, stats out for everybody. Cover your ears, Cincinnati fans. All right, possession-wise, not so bad. 56 no. to 43. All right, not, not not terrible. They had to hold it so they didn't score 10 on them, Jordan. It was like... Guess what? Shot's not that bad. <laughs> 19 to 13. All right, that's not as bad as what we no. were hearing. 22 to 7, all that kind of stuff. Shots on goal, though, 5 to 2. So those five shots on goal are going to be all five goals. And uh, really, stats-wise, not, not, not super bad. Um, but at the end of the day... Five goals to nothing is uh, pretty much what it ends up at. And, you know, Cincinnati had some shots. 13, only two on goal, two of those being blocked. So, yeah, uh, not much to really talk about with Cincy. Uh, All right, let's look at their XG real quick. All right, uh, what was the highest XG on Cincinnati? So even then, you can't say it's bad. This is still way higher than the XG that well, we just went go, over. Like, they had it pretty high. Like I think they, they the XG said it was almost like three to one in Austin's favor because the goals were really bad. Like there's no way that Alex Khan, Alec Khan should have let at least three of them go, and he did. Um, there was really bad goalkeeping. We'll get to another game. And we'll talk about that, but it, unfortunately, it's for the U.S. Um, I'm going to go 0.67, and I'm going to say it was from Blue Joe. Did you not look at this? All right, point six six. Yeah, uh, Markinich. Not dang uh, it. Not Lucho. Lucho, who liked our tweet earlier today. Point zero seven. He liked our tweet today. He liked the tweet that you did retweeting his uh, apology. Well, that's nice. I almost put something not so nice on it. Did <laughs> you really? I, I really did. I about said you know. You just you did a hashtag. But I yeah, know. Luciano oh, Acosta and two others liked your tweet. See, we should have him on the show. Lucho, if you're willing, if you're listening. Oh, uh, yeah, look at that. That's it's Lucho, verified. baby. Lucho, baby. I love Lucho, actually. Um, unfortunately, I think he's really the only thing they've got so far. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, not good, Jordan. Really not good. XG says something different. But again, if their keeper issue is going to continue, their defense issue is going to continue, right in the same story. Yikes. All right, let's get to a big occasion. Are you ready for this occasion? Don't this one was massive. Charlotte. Yeah. Massive. Football club. Look at Mint you. it in 2022. Mint and, City, baby. Nice job. Yeah, minted in 2022, like but uh, already, uh, what's it called? Uh, tarnishing uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> early on here uh started off good they scored a goal and everybody's like wow they scored first goal in charlotte history nope offside offside on the var but 
Then it's going to be a penalty in the 37th minute. Estrada steps up and scores it. Uh, then he's going to score another one in stoppage time of the first half, 45 plus six. And then Ola Kamara scoring in the 65th minute. DC United at Audi Field opens up against Charlotte, wins 3 nothing. So pretty good. Uh, what I want to say here, too, is that this should not be a surprise. And I don't mean just because Charlotte is not built well. But what I mean is the last team to have won their inaugural game was LAFC yeah. in 2018. And we've had a lot of inaugural uh, <laughs> games since then for, for these new teams that we keep bringing in. So I think it said this was the sixth time that the team, because of like how there were two teams, I guess, Miami and was it Miami and Nashville at the same time? I can't remember the yes. team at the same time. But yes. yeah, there was like it had been this is the sixth game and they lost. Um so it's been the sixth team to lose their inaugural game or something. Yeah, not not great. Uh stats wise, let's let's take a look at the stats. See how Charlotte did here if we're looking at just the numbers. Possession wise, Charlotte had fifty three percent. So golf clap. You won the possession battle. Sometimes for like Pep Guardiola, that's all that matters. Uh, shots, 11 to 11. Again, golf clap. Not terrible. Not terrible. Shots on goal. Five to Charlotte, four for DC United. There we go. Uh, let's see. That That's, that's all the good stuff. <laughs> Ignore the goals, and Charlotte won this game. They play. I mean, they they were the better team in the first half. Estrada pretty much takes over the game, and, and Michael Estrada. I mean, that's a good signing for D- DC. Man, I'm I'm telling you, they're just going to figure out ways to win, aren't they? Like they're just they're they're going to be one of those teams that because the way he coaches, they're just going to figure out. Like there's no way this should have been three to nothing. Like this should have been one nil or one one. No way that they should have won this game three nil, but they did, and I think that just is testament to just how good Aaron Almasada is. All right. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the XG team-wise, 1.5 to 1.1. So you're looking at a 1 to 1, 2 to 1 game is what it's saying it should have been, but it was, you know, 3 nothing. So Yeah. DC has uh, DC game. I mean, sorry, Charlie has some good some good pieces. I did notice that Fuchs got a little gas there about halftime. Um and man, he's what 37 going on 38. I mean, that's an older that's a really old captain is he that um, old yeah so uh, i think he's 37 i think he's turned 37 um uh he's 35 i was gonna say okay. if he was 37 i that would be a really bad move but he should that be been a 36 really though right like he should turn 36 this year uh i exited out of it oh, okay well <laughs> i'll keep talking mckenzie april Gaines- he turns april. 36 in april okay still that's old like that's that's an old that's an old back um mckenzie Gaines looked really good i thought uh he'd been around with austin last season so he had played pretty well um and i kind of expected he would look good uh tt ortiz looked looked really good he had gotten the goal that was gotten called back um it wasn't a good goal like it was just by mistake i think that it gets by uh bill Amid. but yeah overall i thought those two look good, but then, like you said, Jordan, I think there's so many holes in so many other places that I think this team's really going to struggle. Here's the manager after the match. It's over. We are screwed. 
Sorry, that doesn't get old for me. <laughs> no, it shouldn't get old for you. I, it's so candid. Like it's, it, people keep calling him the Pep Guardiola of MLS because he looks yeah. just like Pep. He sounds just like Pep when he talks. I don't think he looks anything like Pep. So, well, okay, bald guy kind of has the scruff. Okay, Jordan. Um, no, but people are saying they look like they're actually. I think from the same place. I think for they're both from Catalan, or like right around that area. Um, they're both from Spain in that area of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly he's a tactical genius. Like there's more coming out about uh, MAR, which is what they call him. Um, and there, Mar. There's more, Mar, yeah. There's more coming on about him that he is some kind of tactical genius. And maybe he knows he's screwed. I don't know. I guess he, he said it. So, yeah. That's just, that's just great. Uh, <laughs> best sound clip we're, we're going to keep using it. Um, okay. Uh, Miami and Chicago play to a nil-nil mm. draw in Drive Pink Stadium. Drive Pink Stadium. Why? Why spell it like that? What is? What is up with that? I think it's because the license plate thing they were trying to do. Oh, but, you know again, what? Like, that makes that makes so much sense. But then again, like, is it because it's on the highway? Like, is that the reason they went with like? Because what is it? It's like an auto. Like they they have like an auto sponsor or something. I have That's no idea. It is, but it, it it doesn't. I don't know. Don't even have a shirt sponsor. Their pink looked good, though, Jordan. Okay? They finally did the pink, and the pink looked good. Now, if they could just play well, um, it looked even better. Yeah, Chicago owned possession yeah. on the road, 59-40. to 40. Uh, Now, Miami had 17 shots to 16. They each had three shots on goal. Uh, so, there's that. If we look at the – why? Okay, never mind. Let me look at the stats here. Why did it not have stats on this page? Okay. Uh, XG wise, uh, pretty even 1.5 to 1.4 for the game. Uh, Miami edging that out. So I don't know. Not much to really say here. I guess Chicago's probably happy they got a point. Yeah. I mean, it was hot. Miami, Miami with 17 shots probably should have put one of those away, right? But uh, it is what it is, I guess. Gonzalo played 90 minutes. That's it. That's important. Like he was no fit smoke breaks. Uh, a couple um, because of the water breaks. Cause Florida. Oh, like did the they ones. actually have water breaks yeah. in this game? I didn't see yeah. this one. Uh, they did. And so did Orlando. What they were like the only teams because in Texas, it was like 30. <laughs> there was yeah, no I was watching the, the, uh, the, the DC chart. Some of us yeah. don't have 20 screens, Logan. 25. Like, okay. like you. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder what we're going to do Saturday with the six oh, o'clock. Like you're going to have to go on one duty and I'm going to have to do the others. Yeah. We're going to have to split it up. Uh, okay. Uh, San Jose, New York at PayPal park. Uh, starts off with uh, Klamala scoring in the 45th plus one. Fernandez scoring in the 72nd. Uh, actually, hold on. Lopez scoring in the 69th. Then Fernandez scoring in the 72nd, and then Barlow scoring 90 plus two to seal it for the Red Bulls, the team that I did not believe in. Um, but I don't believe in the Quakes either, so this could just be a whatever. Here's some Almeida stats for you, I guess, right? 68.8% possession, 12 shots, 18 shots for the Red Bulls, who had 31% possession. Shots on goal, two for the Quakes, seven for the Red Bulls. What are your thoughts, uh, Logan, on 
that. You know, they're, they're Quake's playing at home, opening day. Uh, their XG even. Red Bulls had a 3.5 XG to 1.2 for the Quakes. So it says probably about <laughs> in the 17th minute is when the Red Bulls overtook them in XG and never turned back. It's a nice little chart they have here. I, everybody should take a look at that. They have these nice little bar graphs of zero minute through the 90th minute and the XG rising or falling for these, for these clubs. You would think with like the slew of midfielders that the, that San Jose had like Eric Rometty, like Jackson Ewell, John, Jan Grey Goose. Like you, you would think Jordan that they would play in a system where they'd be able to stop transition. <laughs> they're one of the worst teams I've ever seen in transition. They're, they're back three. I mean, Calvo actually saved them and that had never really been a case in Chicago. Like he saved them goals because the other two end beside him, um, I think one was Nathan Cordoza and the other one was, um, I th- yeah, they had Yule playing back there. So like the two of them couldn't stop anything. And we we talked about this, Jordan. We talked about what were they going to do because they had so many defensive midfielders and John Gray Goose. They had Eric Rometty. They had Jackson Yule. Like they're not going to play like a triple pivot with like like or like we even thought a diamond was possible, but no, they went with Jackson Yule as a center back and the center center back. He's not a center center back. Like maybe like maybe that's a better transition to him or for him because he's not a great passer and a midfielder on the ball. So maybe this is something that works out well for him. Um, but again, San Jose, uh, like it's going to be rough. And when Almeida gets fired this year, does he take Shofis with him? Like, is that going to be a thing? Because I think that's going to be a thing. Does he get fired or does he just walk away? I mean, I don't know. It could be both. I'm, I'm going to say it now, Jordan. By June, he's uh, there. there's going to be a, a news article that's released that said San Jose and Matias Almeida uh, mutually decide to part ways. Because this is – this is. did you see pictures of him Untenable. on the bench? Yeah. Did you see the – No, I didn't see him? the pictures. No. He's sitting back like this. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever been a part of. Well, that that annoys me because, and I'll tell you why it annoys me is because it's partly his fault. Mm-hmm. If it's not working in his style, change the style. Why are we? Always, why is soccer the sport that we're like? Well, you know, this team just doesn't fit his style. We we would be looking at an NFL head coach and be like, well, why aren't they making adjustments? Where are the adjustments Mm -hmm. to make them not play that style, but maybe play something that your players are equipped for. Why is it always like, we're just like, Oh, this is how he plays and that's how he coaches. So, Oh, well, it's not a good fit. Like figure it out. And you've been there for three years, figure it out. You know, I, I know that they had like a new GM just take over and they've had turmoil there, but, why? Why does he feel like he's locked in there? I, I'm. I'm. This is what I'm saying. There's no way he has actual firm offers anywhere else, or he'd be gone. Mm-hmm. What? It, there's no way he would hold out here, looking miserable if he actually had reasonable places to go. I don't That's know. That's the way I see it. Jordan, you know who did look good? Aaron Long. That's really good United States because we need center back depth. If John Anthony Brooks is not going to be selected by Greg because Greg's current, we need somebody like Aaron Long who's MLS and he's probably going to get selected nine times out of ten by Greg. Um, but he looked fantastic and healthy. 
Good. Uh, am I on mute? No, I'm, I'm not on mute. Okay. There Sometimes I mute myself and then go another direction, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. was I on mute? And the answer was no. Um, okay. So, Brandon By <laughs> scores the goal in the 41st minute to give the Revolution a lead in Portland pretty big deal Espria is going to equalize in the 60th minute Sebastian Legette is going to get his first goal for his new club in the 63rd just three minutes after and these two goals of course I miss because my dog needed to go to the bathroom right at this time so I am happy I got to come in and see another goal in the 70th minute or else I would have been really upset out the door made his appearance in the 79th minute. But this game finishes 2 2. Uh, New England started the season last year 2 2, I believe, as well. So on, on mm-hmm. the road. So I saw a lot of overreaction from Revolution fans saying, like, oh, this, we're, we're not going to be good this year because of this. But hey, you're on kind of like the same pace right now. So we'll see how it goes for you there. But. Any thoughts here on Revolution or Portland? I, I feel like we were both a little more down on them than uh, what I mean by that is in the East, we have Revs third in the West. We have Portland fourth and fifth. So, yeah, you know, we don't think they're going to be world beaters, but it was a very entertaining game of the week. Mm. It was fun. Like, I'm especially sure. Chara's goal, right? Chara right. was the oh, yeah. basketball kick. Yeah, Jimmy Charles' bicycle kick. If you haven't seen it, it's great. Uh, and I've now learned how to say his name, so that's exciting. Because um, for so long, I was Yemi, but it's Jimmy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jordan, I think you and I probably like wanted to be there. Like it was such nasty weather. It was kind of like I just want to be out there suffering, just like the rest of the fans, because it just felt very, you know, Pacific Northwest. It was at Providence. It just had that, you know lovely glow of being cold and rainy, but also just glorious. Like, I mean, just watching some of these guys play that have been some of the best players to ever play in MLS. It was just a lot of fun. I think that's the biggest thing with me. And Sebastian Lejet had a goal. Uh, that was a pretty good goal, I thought. Um, you know, I think going to be an important piece because once they start to kind of move pieces around, I think it'll be important. But like you said, it's kind of – it's uh, kind of uh, reflective of where I'm in the year and it better – be really good teams but you know i think these are you know third and fourth fifth place teams right in the middle all right your wi-fi just went crazy there by the way um okay uh now i i mentioned on <laughs> i mentioned on show last week uh, i was not going to be home for most of the sunday games so Really banking on you here, Logan. Uh, Orlando, Montreal. Now, this was exciting. I got to see Pato's goal, at least. Uh, 49th minute in, then you have uh, Benji Michelle, right? 59th minute. Mm-hmm. Kyoto, my boy, gets a red card in the 66th. <laughs> and then Janssen in the 81st minute uh, gets a red card. What What happened there, Logan? What was up with the red cards in this match? So, like Kyoto's is a straight red. Janssen's is yeah. a second yellow. Yeah. Um, so Janssen a match. Uh, 
because he often does. He, I think he's the most carded player, him or Pereira, uh, end up always being the most carded for Orlando. But yeah, he picked one up early on in the 66th um, when he got into it with Romel Kyoto. He shoves Romel Kyoto because they the spirals out. They kind of run into each other at the end line. She then they like shove each other like into the boards, like they go rolling towards the supporter section. And then I think stuff that the supporter section had said, and then what Robin had kind of said, like gets up and then Robin shoves him because he shoves. I think I think Romel shoved, I forget who it was, I think it was Arujo. He like shoves him, and then Arujo walks away or Matino. And then so Robin steps up and shoves, and then Romel Kyoto takes both fists, Jordan, and he does like a like a two punch two hand punch like into Robin Johnson's like chest. And of course Robin Johnson goes like falling like it was the end of the world and he like laying on the ground and so they automatically red card uh romel like it's like right away the ref's like running over to him and gives him the red and then Janssen like he gets up like he's the wounded soldier and then in the in the match he gets into it with another player kind of shoves him off and then um he goes around him like the guy gets around him and he slides tackles him so he can't get to the box and goes down and then Janssen looks at him like what did i do um but a clear yellows in this one it was pretty physical um and i think kyoto you know was just frustrated all game he didn't really get many chances that really you know to create chances to get a goal but uh other than that uh, i thought montreal controlled the first half orlando controlled the second half they dominated the first 15 minutes of the second half and that's where the goals come from pato's goal uh that was so good for you know good for him and he seems like such a nice guy like he's so easy to root for um he actually put his man of the match like trophy in his uh, passenger seat and he like put the seatbelt on it. <laughs> he said, this help with me. I've been looking forward to it um, for <laughs> two years now. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Like it, it was a lot of fun to watch him healthy and in shape and playing well. And then Facundo Torres played well. I thought uh, Cesar Arujo was probably the second best player on the pitch the other day. So all in all, I, I think if you're an Orlando city fan, you got to have a lot of, uh, positives moving forward just because they they seem to really take down you know Montreal after quite some time and the defense looked good again like it did last year before they all got hurt yeah good start to the season better start than last year last year was yeah. the no no against draw, Atlanta yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah too bad you weren't at this one uh, <laughs> yeah I was like fighting like uh, I almost went like I was just fighting yeah like should I go should I not like should this be one I go to and then when this all happened and transpired and then I saw LA playing like they are, then I was like, you know what? We're going to go to that game and they come to town. So, Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Atlanta versus Kansas city. Araujo in the 20th minute, Dom Dwyer gets on the board in the 45th plus three minutes and Wiley scoring in the 89th Shalloway scoring in the 85th. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I felt like I thought this would be a tougher game for Atlanta. Now, SKC had more possession, 56%. They had more shots, 14 to 12. Atlanta had six shots on goal, two uh, to two for SKC. But ultimately, it ends three to one. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Huge way for the 62,000 fans to kick off the start of the season. Uh, any thoughts here on uh, either of these two clubs? I, I'm not really overreacting on any of these two yet. Yeah, it was, it's so tough to go play Mercedes-Benz. 
like it might be the toughest atmosphere in all of MLS just because of how many people go into that stadium. I think they were like 67,000 deep the other day. Um, and they're constantly screaming. And as soon as something falls apart with the away team, it's so hard to climb back uh, against Atlanta United. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple things to pay, I mean to kind of point out. Andrew Gutman looked fantastic like he did last year with Red Bull. That's such a huge pickup. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I think he's an upgrade from George Bello, from George Bellow's performances later because Andrew Gutman has been that good and, and George Bellow is still kind of learning. Um, I, I would say Miles Robinson didn't look great. Uh, Daniel Shallowy played really well. Um I, I will say this one, Jordan, SKC is really going to struggle, I think, to find, again, a goal scorer. Uh, we talked about this with Alan Polito. I want to see if Shelton can do it, but he didn't show for that. So they're going to have to roll Galloway and Johnny Russell to you know bank in those 10 to 15 goals again this year. And I'm not sure they have that in them uh, for a second year in a row. Shallowy, yes. Johnny's getting to the older side. So no, maybe. Um but overall, uh, the one last thing, uh, Tyler Wolf played well, uh, which is Josh Wolf's son. Uh, I didn't know he had a son. He has two. Um, and this one played really well. And I think Luis Arajo, Arujo, um, he got and he was clutching in behind his knee, which is never good. Um, that's kind of like the Sergio Aguero, really not good area of the knee, where kind of grab that and be out for two months. Um, so that'll be kind of concerning. But again, but they throw a 19-year-old kid, Caleb Wiley, and Tom Dwyer, and they both score. So that seems to be a good thing. Gonzalo Pinedo, fantastic. And a 3 for SKC is never easy. So, All right. Uh, LA Galaxy versus New York City FC, the reigning MLS Cup champions, facing off against the team that has the most MLS Cups. Chicharito, 90th minute is going to score the winner assisted by Raheem Edwards. So that's pretty fun. Um, stats wise, we're at a 53.5 for the galaxy, 46.5 for NYCFC percent possession, 15 shots for the galaxy to nine for NYCFC, six shots on goal for galaxy to one for NYCFC. Uh, seems to me that, uh, the Galaxy here dominated it, but just was, you know, struggling to actually put it away until that 90th minute when Chicharito scored, who's now on pace for like 34 goals. So <laughs> if he's on pace for 34 goals, imagine what Vela is on pace for. With three. <laughs> what is that, 102 or something? Like that? 112 or something? I don't know. I'm not good at math. Uh, 112, I believe. So um, this game, like, eh. Like, it was okay. It was the NYC FC looked like they had played midweek, and they did. Um, they kind of looked like they just come off a high, and they really have. I mean, they, they played so well in CCL. Um, they kind of looked like they're back in preseason form. They had some rotations going on. Bear had a chance to tie it there at the end, I think, like the 92nd minute, and he just, like, you know, hadn't played in a while, and he pulls up and he hits one, and it kind of just scoots across goal and doesn't ever quite find the post that it's supposed to find. So, yeah, overall it was decent. I love Chicharito so much. Um, he's becoming easily one of my favorite players. I couldn't stand him when he was at United, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he's so easy to like too. Like he's 
Mm-hmm. If, if, if we're going to get Vela and Chicharito playing well, I am all for it. The better that they are, the better for this league, I believe. And just their personal stories, I think, are more interesting. And the narratives that they both can create if LAFC and LA Galaxy are kind of going throat at throat, you know, fourth or fifth spot in the West would be great for both of them. It's funny that you say the that the um, you hated him on United. He was always, like, one of my favorite United players. And I was like, I want him on Chelsea. Like, I always wanted yeah. him. The fox in the box. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, yeah. So I definitely always wanted him here. And there was while I remember there was one time I was on my way down to Disney for something that he was linked to Orlando. I think it was maybe 2015, where he was linked. Yeah, it was probably 2015 when I was heading down for my second program that he was linked to Orlando or something or one of those years, which uh, you know never got done. But yeah, is what it is. Uh, all right, we got to speed up here. Okay, Houston versus RSL, nil-nil. This should help. <laughs> yeah, this should help, help speed the show up. Uh, why? I was going to go minute by minute here. Uh, let's see not what do that. Happened. I don't want to relive it the second time. 61.5% possession for Houston, the 385 for Salt Lake. Ten shots to eight. Houston led that. Uh, shots on target, two to two. And... Uh, what we had both of these teams very low. We had them ninth. Each had us. We each had them ninth for RSL, and we had Houston both at fourteen. So I don't know. Not much to change our mind there, huh? No, I mean Houston played well defensively. That was shocking, but it was RSL who can't create, and they almost need like a guy like Albert Ruzhnak to really create for them. <laughs> Um, why no uh yeah they couldn't go get him no they they the, the, they couldn't get a player like traded that? him to seattle or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know this case. but if we talk about seattle we'll talk about out <laughs> yeah no they like and that's they, what we're talking about next yeah yeah and it's gonna get ugly well seattle uh nil nashville one godoy scoring in the 80th minute and assist by Leal. Uh, what a game from Nashville, who really a statement win here. They had less possession, 57 to 42. They had the equal number of shots, but they had more shots on goal, 4 to 2. And, uh, yeah, if you look at the XG... Nashville had a point nine to Seattle's point four. Just look, uh, let's not be super surprised. I don't think this means anything with. I don't think this means anything with Seattle not being hot right now. I mean, they're, they're in the Concacaf Champions League. They just won five nothing like earlier. What was that? What day was that? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was the day of our preview. So Thursday, and then they had to play on Sunday, and uh, you know they won five nothing there, and we constantly have seen how a team in the champions league kind of has a slower start to the rest of the, now the only team you can really say it to right now is the revs because they actually didn't play those games because of Calvary's uh, um, issues with the visas. So otherwise you're going to have a slow start if you're, if you're in the champions league. So hopefully they'll get back on track because they were uh, my supporter shield pick and Logan's MLS Cup pick, so 
I think they'll be fine. But Nashville, a statement win. Uh, they looked great in their new kits. Really dig those kits. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this is a good start for Nashville in the West. You know, we talked about how their point total last year had put them, like, fifth in the West, and they had them third in the East. But, I don't know, going up to Seattle. I mean, look, here's the thing, too. A lot of their start of the season is going to be on the road because they're waiting for their new stadium to finish being built. So you're going to have um, you're going to have your ups and downs with that too. But just uh, start off getting that win in a tough place like Seattle is is pretty great. Yeah, it was overall an underwhelming game. I think I was like, you know, you're always thinking about like the game of the weekend. It was Portland, New England. I think for all of us, um, just because of how back and forth that was and how good it was and exciting to the end. This one, while good, it was good. There, you could tell they were very good teams playing one another. Just didn't have like the. And I think you, like you said, they just played Thursday. They were rotating a lot of their players. It's pre, it's pretty much preseason, the first game um, for a lot of teams because they're just getting back into the swing of things. We're resting players or there's injuries. Um, that being said, Nashville gaining three points on the road. Collect them while you can. I mean, especially for them with how many games they've got on the road coming up. Uh, start the season, like I said, before they open um, their own stadium. And then, you know, looking at the West and the travel schedule that they now have, three points for them is massive, I think, for them in, in that conference. So kudos to them. Kudos to Gary Smith. Kudos to uh, a really good Anibal Godoy, who played extremely well in their defense. Again, solid as a rock. Um, so it should be interesting just to kind of follow Nashville this year and See Seattle finally come into form when they finally do, if they can. So, all right, uh, we're gonna move on to our games of the week. So I'm gonna play the little jingle here, and uh, well, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We'll do a little break real quick. We'll come back for game of the week, where we take a look at the schedule and we each pick a game that we're looking forward to. It's time for the match of the week preview. All right, we are here for our match of the week previews. So let's go ahead and look at what Saturday brings us. And we're going to pick a game. Uh, each of us is going to pick a game on Saturday we're looking for. And then uh, I think Sunday it's kind of easy. Uh, but we got New England versus Dallas at 1.30. That's at Gillette Stadium. We have Toronto versus Red Bulls at BMO Field at 2 o'clock. SKC versus Houston at Children's Mercy at 3.30. Montreal versus Philadelphia at the uh, Stade Olympic uh, Olympic Stadium uh, at 4 o'clock up in Montreal. San Jose, Columbus Crew, 5.30 at PayPal Park. Chicago versus Orlando at 6 o'clock at Soldier Field. Cincinnati versus D.C. at TQL Stadium. We call it West End Stadium here. Colorado Rapids versus Atlanta at 6 o'clock. That's at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Minnesota versus Nashville at 6 o'clock at Allianz Field. Salt Lake versus Seattle at Rio Tinto. Vancouver versus NYCFC at BC Place. All those games are at 6 o'clock. Then at 7.30, Charlotte kicks off their Bank of America Stadium opener against the LA Galaxy. And then Sunday, we have Austin at 4 o'clock versus Miami. That's on ESPN. LAFC versus Portland 
at 10 o'clock on FS1. Charlotte versus LA, by the way, is on Big Fox. And Kansas City versus Houston is the Univision TUDN Twitter match. All right. Well, what game are you picking here on Saturday that is interesting you? I don't know. I feel like I should let you pick first because I, okay. uh, I've got two games that I can do, and I, I think you're leaning towards one, and I'll lean towards the other if you're going to Oh, pick I'm really one. excited to think of which one you're, yeah. you're thinking. I want to see what you're I'm going Cincinnati, D.C. Are you really? I'm going there, and I'll tell you why. D.C. put three past Charlotte. I can't wait to see them put eight past <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> so in <mean>. Cincinnati. <laughs> You're an awful person. You're such an awful person. See, I had no idea you were going to go with that one because I thought no way in heck would he. It is Cincinnati. exciting though. Look, this is DC scored goals. Cincinnati gives up goals. That's going to be a goal fest. Watch it end up being nil nil. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with Cincinnati DC um, as a joke. Uh, I, if you don't choose this next game that I'm thinking of, I will. I will highlight this one. But what, what game were you thinking? All right, I think we're going to highlight the same one together, so I'll leave it alone. I'm going to highlight the Montreal-Philly game just because I think if you're looking at the schedule, it's really – I mean, the, the second week's kind of underwhelming as compared to the last week. Sunday's game we'll get to. That was the same but, as last year, actually. Yeah, too. like it's kind of rough to start the season. I mean, there's not really great matchups right away. But I'm thinking, you know, Montreal and, and Philly being in Canada – having more fans than they had last year, obviously being able to start and have a home opener at the beginning of the year is exciting for Montreal. That place gets loud. Um, it's very difficult to win there. I think Philadelphia going on the road, they have a point, Jordan. I honestly think I didn't get them started and get going. I kind of need to go in thinking we should be able to take three from this team. If we take one, but three would be nice because we've started with one at home. We kind of need to take some of the road now. Um, but now that's what I'm looking forward to. Two playoff teams, I think, um, in Philly and Montreal. So I think that'll be an interesting dynamic. Montreal, the way that they're playing, have been pushing more towards like they're going to be better than some of these other teams that are sitting down towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Philadelphia, I think Ure is going to play. Start. I wouldn't imagine. Maybe. Maybe he but will. Maybe if they fall that paperwork has cleared and everything's good. I, I think that's all cleared. I just don't know if they'll want to play him the first week he's I here. think 45 I, minutes is realistic. Yeah, maybe I second half. Or 30 something. minutes or whatever it might be. I think 30 minutes is realistic for him. I want to see Paxton Eriks play. Uh, or Erickson, Aronson. Uh, Christian Erickson's been on my mind. But I want to see Paxton Aronson play. Um, I want to see McGlynn get some min- minutes too. But – Again, I just like watching Philly just because I think they're that good and, and impressive. So I think on the road they go in Montreal. I think they take a couple points here. I'm going to go with a, a win for, for uh, Philly in Montreal. All right. Uh, the one that you want to highlight together, which one? I'm guessing that? it was Charlotte because it's the Charlotte, LA? season. Yeah. No, right? no, I, no. I was actually going to go Minnesota oh, okay. Nashville. I think okay. that's very interesting. That's a good game, too. Yeah. If you okay. want to look at okay, if you don't want if you don't want high scoring like Cincinnati mm. DC, you're gonna go defensive Minnesota Nashville. I think I, I think Nashville is gonna put on a good show there and actually have a good chance. I think to probably start off with six points in the West and take the lead in the Western Conference. That would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Charlotte, LA is something you can highlight as a, okay, this is going to be their first game at the stadium. Woo. 
they're going to beat the record for attendance, 72,000-something for Atlanta. So um, sad that they're going to have to watch their team lose <laughs> to LA Galaxy. Uh, there's, I don't know, Jordan. There's a lot of people high on them that think they're going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say LA Galaxy trounce them and beat them 3-0. But it's a lot of energy, man. That's a lot of Chicharito, three goals in the 90-plus. Yeah, probably. It's like a nil-nil um, until the 90th minute he scores a hat trick. Right. Yeah, I was going more like that or, you know, kind of just like own goals, like just a oh, yeah. onslaught of own goals just by, you know, happenstance of – it just seems like there's like baptism by fire that seems to be like a, a big loss by own goals is kind of in the parts for them this year. So I'm going to say the game they get a couple of goals just because I think the back lines kind of look shaky so far. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, no, what I was gonna say. Wednesday, oh, Wednesday Sunday. too would be interesting games, but <laughs> Sunday. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, this is a this is a week already. I this is. Uh, I know it's only Monday, but uh, Austin, Miami at four o'clock. That's interesting. I mean, my, Austin might be able to put another five past Miami. Uh, LAFC Portland is the crown jewel though that is the one that i'm going to be holding my eyes open to make sure i stay awake and <laughs> stay up because you know they don't start right at 10 right so it's going to be like uh does it do they keep the thing where they keep the kickoff yeah. times on here kickoff is at 10 25 10 25 on an advertised 10 o'clock kickoff on a sunday night i know it's the west coast so it's 7 25 over there Come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, you know West what? Coast is this brutal, is gonna man. this is gonna be me Sunday night. It's over. We are screwed. It's gonna be me getting ready for work the next <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> we are fooked. Yes, we are fooked. And if you want to get fooked with us, right? <laughs> we got some merch here. We are fooked. Uh, we're going to be doing a magnet giveaway. You know what? I, I wanted to do it this week, but then I totally forgot. So mm-hmm. let's do it for during the Charlotte game or before the Charlotte game versus LA. We will do a uh, maybe a prediction giveaway where person closest to it gets the magnet. Uh, maybe we'll also do another giveaway with it. Audience, um, how about audience? Yeah. Final attendance, what's the final recorded attendance for the new opener? Because we just talked about it, and it's going to be record-breaking. What is your final prediction? Closest, not over, to the final. And we, ha- and we have four of these magnets. So we yeah. can even do a four giveaway. We can do an attendance Something giveaway. Yeah. So we'll put a tweet out there on, what, Friday, Saturday, about what the final attendance will be. And you can win a chance to win this uh, beautiful magnet. We are fooked. Um, just a way to remember the inaugural season of Charlotte, even if you're not a Charlotte fan. Okay. Uh, well, I think that is mostly everything else. Do we have anything else, Logan? No, I mean, I think we're looking forward to the, to the season coming up. I do have one thing to say about Cincinnati. Jordan, do you think that they let him score five goals just because now it can't get any worse or, uh, could it <laughs> it can get worse uh, it can get worse uh, again we don't know how good austin is right so if they go up against uh, another team if austin's um, sitting 14th in the west this looks really bad but 
it's like every season is just like an expansion year for them because they keep starting. So we're going to see how this, how this goes again. What I said was even if they finish 13th, there's improvement, right? And you can say, we finally not won wooden spoon, but if they win wooden spoon again, the fans are going to leave. I mean, I don't, I don't know how she could put up with this. I don't. I mean, if, if you're just going to continue to be bottom of the barrel, bottom of the East. And that's the thing about Wooden Spoon. It's not just bottom of the East. It's bottom of the league, right? So that is another tough thing to do. I don't know if they're going for some sort of record, Wooden Spoons. I feel like if so, they got to already be close to it. I mean, I don't know how many Wooden Spoons... That's got, I mean, they've got to be on the record. Uh, I'm looking now. I'm looking now. The uh, okay, earthquakes have won it the wooden spoon four times, so they can go for it this year, and then only one more year, and they got five, and they're already wooden spoon champions. Of That's history. good, man. Feel, and at least with the quakes, the it Michael was. Twins. Even, at least the Quakes is spread out. 97, 2000, 2008, 2018. Like, oh, none yeah. of them... Forget, give your fans time to forget your bed. Uh, yeah, and then Chicago FC won it twice in a row in 2015. Uh, yeah, Chicago Fire, 2015, 2016. It's not good. No. Not good at all. Okay, so we're running out of eyes to put the wooden spoon in their logo for Cincinnati. So I don't know what they're what they're gonna do. But they're gonna uh, be Cincinnati. Yeah. Yikes. Not really yeah. not really feeling <laughs> not really feeling that. Uh CONCACAF Champions League comes back on March eighth and March 9th and March uh yeah, March eighth and March 9th. U.S. Men's Qualifier. Where we have, yeah, and we have the um, MLS clubs in each matchup that can get into a semifinal, which would be that'd be wild, Jordan. Could you imagine? And 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 I think the Cruises will match will be interesting, but I think the other three are manageable in the way that yes. we play. Yeah. And like you said, uh, CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers, Mexico, USA, Thursday, the 24th of March, 10 o'clock. No Weston McKinney. No Weston McKinney. Jesse no Marsh. We didn't talk about this. Jesse Marsh is the manager of Leeds United. Woo-hoo. Where Brendan uh, Aronson is going to be going if they stay up. So now, Jesse Marsh, if he can get them to stay up. He's going to get his boy from Salzburg. They were both there. And we'd have a manager that is an American that would believe in an American player. We wouldn't be worried about a pool six situation. It seems six too perfect. Leads. It's not going to happen. It seems too perfect. It's not going to happen. Pool six deletes. Brendan Aronson deletes. Daryl DK deletes. <laughs> How would that work fun. out on all your careers where you okay, end up getting fired? All, FIFA over or underrates our American boys. So we'll have to have they, do, they do. We have a whole new episode on that one. So We do? We're going to make an episode sure, about let's that? Let's go for it. Let's just go for it at this point. 
just like go down the list of like why is he rated 72 why is matthew hoppy of 58 <laughs> right yeah okay well that's it if you want to give us uh if you want to reach out to us or get ready for that uh giveaway at on twitter at stateside show instagram at stateside show facebook.com slash stateside show or email stateside show at gmail.com and we will see you all next week where recap uh week two and talk about how many goals cincinnati gave up next week so uh there you go And we hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time. Nobody remark. Okay, I'm ending it. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stop it's time soccer show have a good one